Greetings, everyone, and welcome to a special mini-sode of The Stacks. Uh, this is Jay. Je suis de Sauvage. Ah. Uh, th this is, uh, so a, a couple of things is just, you know, uh, life stuff, uh, as well as this is right at the end of pride month and it's, uh, been a tumultuous, oh, yeah. <laughs> been a tumultuous pride worldwide, oh, oh, uh, with, with problems, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a lot of events shut down due to crazy people. Um, Lots yeah. Of just um, all sorts of yeah and you know just a uh, sweepingly bad decisions yeah. Just, yeah bad decisions bad so uh decisions. With, with that in mind and and us uh wanting to do i i, I felt that we kind of should do something pride oriented uh and what better choice than the <laughs> wild boys by bertrand mandico a 2018 film i want to say uh, I've, it's since 17 on the back That's of the That's probably box. right. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Some, something, 17, 18. Mm -hmm. What the heck did I just watch? <laughs> Quite a film. Uh, so, oh, holy shit. Yeah, like, the, I, I can't remember. You have not seen any Guy Madden films yet, have I you? I don't think so. Very good frame of reference for... Uh, what Mandico is doing here, of course, although like it's a it's a strange concoction. Like it's a, it sort of feels like a classic uh, boys adventure, but yeah, obviously but... very <laughs> queer sided. Like, you know, there's a treasure island element to this, except it's pleasure island. Dick fruit. Yeah, we you, you got some strange <laughs> vegetation there. There's uh, a lot of unusual fruits uh, and testicle just, fruits. Yeah, and and just fluidity, both in terms of gender and just fluids, uh, uh, a lot of fluids, uh, every kind of fluid. Except not a lot of blood, interestingly enough. Although there still is some. Um, and no vomit, I don't think. Uh, maybe sort of at the start, right, oh, right yeah, at the opening yeah, sequence. Yeah, kind of just coughing up stuff, but uh, yeah, but. The, the the beginning, which is also the end, because much of this is told in flashback, uh, as you kind of frequently had with older, like, boys' adventure type stuff from the 20s and 30s, which this is kind of styled after, but also kind of hyper-modern. But, like, using kind of old-timey tricks, like the, the, the projections and uh, uh, using yeah. faces just projected into landscapes and things like that. Like sometimes it's shot like something from maybe I don't know, like maybe eighteen or what? It's not shot like anything from eighteen anything because there's no movies, but uh, mm, it's uh, movies, like circa like eighteen ninety five, you you get your first few shorts. Oh really? Uh, but I thought they were newer like, than but maybe that. like eighteen ninety seven, somewhere in there. Like the last oh, okay. five years of the nineteenth century, you have a few. But yeah, it feels like it was shot in like, like, like one of those nineteen twenties uh, serials, right? And and that's totally the Guy Madden thing is he sort of uh, uses old cameras and and uses intertitles and silent filmmaking techniques to kind of make stuff that could not have been made then, but uh, feels like it's from that uh, era 
and set in that era in a weird sort of way or like mm-hmm. if films had already existed for a time so that special effects had become much more advanced yeah yeah um mm-hmm. yeah there's some there is some like kind of cheap looking special effects but also some really good ones yeah uh, and and it's sort of i i feel like it's an almost intentional mix is that some oh, things yeah do look very fakey and some things just sort of you accept them within their reality so i guess yeah let's let's dive into it so this is the wild boys and we begin with uh tangi yeah tangi who i thought was the leader of the boys and the narration kind of introduces him as such it's like do you know the story of tangi and the wild boys i don't really feel like he's the leader at all and um I'm not sure if this group has a leader even, but if they do, it's not him. That's that's sort of the point. It's not that it's Tangi and the Wild Boys as Tangi is the leader of the Wild Boys. It's that Tangi it's that is the one who... he's separate from them. Well, he is separate from them, and he specifically no longer is a part of them. Like, they go a different path than him. He doesn't change fully. Yeah, also, which is interesting, because he's also the one who wasn't supposed to come along on the journey to begin with. Right. Which we'll get into. Uh, so, yeah, he is just on this beach. Um, no idea what's going on. He looks freaking wasted. Uh, grabs a bottle of presumably alcohol from a tree. It seems to grow on trees in this place, which. Uh, Pleasure Island. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. Or that's just um, new, they knew where it was stashed. I don't know. Well, could be that, too. I imagine the captain has a lot of booze stashed here. Uh, but yeah, he's he drinks from the bottle, and then he bashes his head into a rock mm-hmm. uh, and gets blown away by camp by fireworks coming out of the campfire, which uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's not like... It's <laughs> the way the fireworks... Uh, come out of the campfire you see what i'm saying there mm-hmm. looks like they they come out of the campfire it's it's a it's a kenneth angry type thing uh it's you know kenneth anger's fireworks have kind of fundamental queer short uh wherein the the it's, it's this guy goes out uh cruising for sailors and he picks one up and there's uh just this shot of him undoing his pants and out comes a roman candle and he just like finds off two shots <laughs> Exceptional, exceptional. It's, 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 it's exactly that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so he, like, he passes out, um, and all these... It looks like there's a lion with the face of a man coming after him. Um, we later learn it's probably a dog, not a lion. Right. And we also later learn it might not even be real. Well, it's questionable whether anything is real in this movie, but uh, the 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 face is it the face of the captain? I think it was the face of the captain. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Who we're we're gonna meet uh, shortly here, but first uh, we find that he's being attacked or mobbed or something by all these different sailors. So, yeah, this is kind of an interesting sequence because it is framed like a cannibal sequence. Like, it, it feels oh, like yeah, it is too. They, they surround him in a way and, like, have their heads all down around his body in a sense that feels like they are consuming him. 
but it's, I never thought of it that way. I, I went I went straight to the rape thing with my thinking. Well, certainly there is uh, a, an absolutely intended sexual element to literally everything that happens in this entire movie. So mm-hmm. that's there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But like the, the way it's framed and, you know, the, the way they're positioned, it feels cannibalistic. It, you know, it, it does feel like they're consuming him and they don't. Uh, it's weird because there's not a lot of uh, interaction beyond that. It just seems like they're yeah, and and when they move away, he just kind of is how he is. Like it doesn't seem like they've done much of anything. Yeah, no. Um, but they they say that he has one tit, and before becoming almost a girl, he was a wild boy. Right, because uh, this is his narration of it. Is it his narration? I could never quite figure it out who was yeah. supposed to be narrating. Oh, okay. Well, it, it varies. There there are different points. But it, at this point, uh, I, I believe specifically saying how I came to be here, he's saying, like, I, uh, how I came to be a, a girl becoming right, a man. Right. Or, but, yeah. Like a, it, it is a point of view. It is It is an I- uh, thing. Okay, I did. I didn't catch that. Um, also interesting is that the narration, all the narrations uh, are done with female voices. But well, so all, far, all of the characters, are like everyone but the captain, uh, is played by women. Yeah, I, I saw that at the end too. I was like, oh, that explains everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so we flash back to how did. How did we get here? And uh, he's part of this uh, group of wild boys, five of them. I only caught some of their names. Uh, there's him, Tanky. There's uh, Hubert, which is or Hubert, who is Hubert. the um, I think like the the soft spoken, probably the least wild of them. Yeah, the one who very quickly becomes sort of a, a confidant of the captain, sort of falls in yeah. love with the captain in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. I've written down some of their names later on, but not here. The uh, but they apparently had a crush on their literature teacher, which who hasn't? Who hasn't been there? Um, Pretty common. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they, they take their literature teacher out into this field to do what looks like a photo shoot or a play acting thing. It seems you know, to be who, them doing a performance for her. Yeah, you know, who hasn't been there, right? But they're all wearing these weird masks. It really reminds me of, of like, and they've got their pants and their suspenders. It really gave me a Clockwork Orange vibe. There which, is definitely a major Clockwork Orange influence here yeah, because which, yeah, uh, yeah, whole, kind of carries on throughout. Yeah, the the whole behavior modification thing, uh, and uh, results of that, and and how and why that may or may not work out. Yeah. So uh, they. So yeah, they they're saying how they're in love with the literature teacher, and they thought that the uh, that the feelings were requited, but obviously they weren't. So. Outraged at being rejected, they summoned Trevor. 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 Fucking Trevor. So the everything has been filmed in black and white so far. Trevor is this beautiful, like uh, what do you it's call like a sugar this? Skull. Yeah, yeah, sugar skull. 
It's like a sugar skull, very bejeweled, uh, and notably shot with bisexual lighting. Uh, yes. The sort of blue and purple. And uh, yeah, it's just like the first moment of color in the movie. It's like they summoned Trevor. Uh, and it, just, yeah. If the gang just, has a leader, it's this imaginary entity called Trevor. Well, not imaginary because we see it in the real world a few times as well. But like, oh, yeah, right. I, I would say. Um, boutique demon you know it, like their own personal cult surrounding just this one demon that the is it five of them i thought it was six of them it's five okay it's five yeah but yeah the those that just the group of them uh they worship and can access it's not really clear exactly what they do to her but there's involving tying her to a horse um definitely Definitely it's a brutal murder, whatever it is they're doing. Well, it's weird. They seem to tie her to the horse and run the horse off a cliff or something. But I, yeah, it's it's, it's never clear. really clear because, again, it's all very abstract and we kind of get it in a Rashomon way where it's all of them lying about what happened. Yes, because the next scene is uh, the courtroom scene. And uh, every courtroom that I've ever been to has always had two huge uh, Adonis, naked Adonises with fig leaves over their genitals as guards of the courtroom. Yeah, and they've got, like, pikes with the knife on the end. They look kind of like they belong in Oz, except... Yeah. Like, uh, an erotic version of Oz. Oh, like a yes. Chippendale Oz. A <laughs> Chippendale Oz, yes, that's perfect. Um, so, yeah, each of them lies uh, in their own way, and here's where you kind of get, like a little bit of the personality of each of the boys because the first one just uh hubert i think was first mm-hmm. uh just isn't convincing at all and yeah. then they just they go down the list and then we get to tangy who's like and then tangy just pretended that he <laughs> that he wasn't even there that he didn't see anything no i mm-hmm. was unconscious yeah unconscious the whole time uh hubert uh and and most of them sort of follow the path of uh, it was her who tried to seduce them. Right. Yes. Uh, it, it, is sort of their claim. Yeah. So um, nobody's buying it. Uh, they they're like, well, what's to be done with these wild boys? And, and uh, Quint shows up and he's like scratches his fingernails down the chalkboard and is like, and he's got a I'll tame your boys. <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. And he's got a picture on the chalkboard of a dick and balls. <laughs> he, like he, he's just like sketched a dick and balls. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like spurting fluids because necessarily. And yeah, there's yeah. like arrows pointing to it. Yeah. So we've got our old sea captain. Oh, man. <laughs> Strange, fascinating character. He is our only male. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> male actor in the film uh and yeah I, dick out most of the time i feel like even when we're not seeing it I, I think it's very rare that he's actually wearing pants if i don't actually see pants on him i assume he's not wearing them uh, yeah that's, I, that's where i am right now i i feel like he's sort of like wearing his uh his captain's coat like a trench coat or uh, a raincoat and he's just like buck naked underneath because there are yeah, definitely yeah, like, times where he is oh yes for sure 
Yeah, yeah, like a like a flasher guy. Yeah. Um, so he is a. Well, I don't know what he's supposed to be, but he he, he says that he can tame the he can tame the wildest of boys with uh, just two months on the sea with him. Yeah, he's uh, kind of a magical entity, I would say. Yeah, I would say so too, but not the magical list of them. No, I mean, like, <laughs> he's been hardened by many years of dealing with wild boys, uh, of, of <laughs> which presumably, presumably of which he once was. Presumably, yeah, actually. Um, we don't get a lot of backstory about the captain. He shows up with his daughter and a boy on a leash. <laughs> his quote-unquote daughter. His quote-unquote daughter. And, so, and I would also say quote-unquote boy on a leash. Uh, yeah. Uh, I won't say quote-unquote on the leash, though. That's real. Oh, yes. Uh, but boy, questionable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's basically explaining to all these children's parents and... I guess whatever other high society types, because these are all rich boys, which does <laughs> doesn't matter as soon as they're out of the sea and all that money's taken away from them and they've got nothing. It doesn't matter that they're rich anymore, but they're rich boys. Right. I guess that's kind of another interesting theme that's sort of in the background here is that these are a bunch of rich boys who uh, raped and murdered someone, gang raped and murdered someone, and uh, they're kind of all getting off with it. You know, it's they're uh, we're, we're very quickly seeing them just like, OK, well, we got to find a way to just deal with them outside of the system. And uh, but they get a more interesting oh, sort of oh, justice. Ultimately. I forgot the courts room scene ends with like this huge superimposed vision of like this Grima worm tongue looking dude uh, mm-hmm. sentencing them. And he's he's the one who's introducing the captain. It's like the cap. And this is what has to happen, and it's just the vision of him expands while the vision of the boy shrinks. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, they the boys while the captain is presumably talking to the parents. Um, I don't know if he's got pants here or not. I don't know. I would assume. I not. would assume. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I um, mean, it depends. I did we see pants? pants? I'm going to say if we did not see pants, they were not there. But I don't know if we did. I wasn't paying attention because I didn't realize I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> we so, will not yeah. be introduced to the subsequent character of the captain's tattooed penis until later on, though. No, that that happens uh, later. Yeah. So, yeah, the boys are are talking to the one boy who was attached on a leash and how he's like an arsonist, a rapist, a murderer. But no, he's just a swell, fine, nice young man now. And he kind of looks like Annie. Oh, he kind of does. He's got the curls, the like the ginger curls, just like a little chubbier. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um... Yeah, so he, so they're like, okay, well, if you're so badass or whatever, or or not badass or whatever, whatever, just lick my boot. And he's like, okay, I'll I'll lick your boot, sure. And it's it's sort of weird because like, uh, no one is like, there, there's just this one guy, uh, the one really the the most aggro of the whole group, uh, who remains pretty aggro later on, even at the end, but just like in a different sort of way. Yeah, but, the one who they nickname, who the captain nicknames Gurley, who uh, yeah. 
didn't get his actual name. Yeah. Uh, well, like they they start calling him Gurley as well, but they they yeah. they do say the real name a few times. Uh, but I think it might be Romald. But, oh, that's it. Yes, Romald. That's right. You're right. But uh, everybody else, they're all like, "Chill out, dude." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we're 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 all cool with this person. They are all kind of like sexually pressing around him initially, uh, <laughs> him or her, and and I I feel deliberately ambiguous. Yeah. Well. They say that it's a boy. Right. But they are all kind of uh, sexually crowding around this boy, too, uh, yes. at a point where that is arguably not uh, their approach. Yeah. Because they're also asking about the, the oh, how about that attractive daughter of his? The, the, the quote unquote boy is uh, very noncommittal about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's pretty. Sure. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still definitely, definitely be on the voyage with us. Mm-hmm. So the captain is explaining to the parents, it's like, two months at sea with only himself, his daughter, and the dog, and then he'll have them back, um, not wild anymore, but he can't guarantee that he'll survive. Yeah, it, it can't totally guarantee that all of them will make it back alive but you know we'll, we'll probably calm them down <laughs> it'll get some of that uh some of that bloodlust or regular lust out of their system uh, and he also makes them eat this fruit which i just i cannot it's so gross, it's so gross. They, they refer to them later as black peaches and they they do kind of seem Ugh. like the interior is a peach but it's like if it had an avocado-like skin on the outside covered in just, like, dense fur, black fur, long pubic hair. Pubic hair. Yeah, it is, it is distinctly kind of like a long pubic hair. Yeah, and, and it's it's not, like, just, like, a few hairs here and there. No, it's, like, a, dense, it's, it's like a, a kush ball. It. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's very hairy, and, like, you, the, the way they eat them is also, you know, it's, it's very juicy, it's, and they gotta, like... Yeah. And they uh, get, like, really the get hair up in there. caught in their teeth. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they all end up having. Oh, great. I wrote down they all have the same dream, but I didn't write down what the dream was. Cool. <laughs> um, well, like, I think that point they say that they all have the same dream, but I don't think we fully see it. I think it's where oh, they talk yeah. about the I, I think it's what. The, the thing about the dog with the captain's face? Isn't oh, that maybe, maybe, yeah. A dream, dream that they all share? The because we do yes. talk about that as a dream later on. Yeah. Uh, prior to that sequence actually taking place, because that's sort of the end rather than... Yeah. Yeah. So Tangi's, Tangi's mom is all like, well, no, this is actually insane, and we're not going to do this. So uh, Tangi actually sneaks out from his parents' place to go with the captain, uh, and the boys, and this daughter. And he steals a bunch of jewels to pay for his passage. Like, he yeah. has a pocket full of stolen jewelry. Yeah, yeah, Captain's all like, well, yeah, he's like, I convinced my mom to change my mind, to change her mind. Oh, well, then she should have paid. Will this work? Yeah, it will. He's like, yeah, all right, cool, but... Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll just... how about that daughter of yours, huh? Well, there, before that, he's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess you can stay, but you're just gonna, all going to have to uh, oh, yeah, split your right. rations uh, <laughs> for you know, in, 
the, the we'll we'll keep the rations for four. You'll just split them in five. Uh, Divide your four rations among five. Now that's how it is. Yeah, and uh, uh, even though he has paid his way, he's like, well, I don't care. I, I didn't get more rations, and I'm not going to. I will take the pay. <laughs> I'll take the pay, but I'm not making another trip to the port. Jeez. Yeah. Screw you. I don't want to go to the store. Wild boys, I don't like you. <laughs> I'm only I'm only here to help a mad scientist with some experiments. Oh, spoiler alert. So yeah, they're like, oh yeah, how about that daughter? And the captain's like, I no more have a daughter than you have hair on your chin. Uh, she was bait for the virgins. Yeah. So there is no daughter. There is no woman on board this ship. That whole thing was just a lie to get the kids to come on. Well, as was the other child on the leash. Like, they, this, these were all just, like, bait. Uh, it's well, like, yeah, yeah, come on. I think the child on the leash was more bait for the parents. Yeah. To but get like, them on board. Also spent some time with them and kind oh, of convinced true. them to come as well. Uh, oh, yeah. As an example of what they theoretically will become. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, so, oh, here we go. They set sail for the Isle of Bourbon. They, they, they actually gave it a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that while this is all happening, uh, the captain is throwing their books overboard. Yeah, they wake up to him just like having tossed most of them overboard. And they're like, Shakespeare, what are you doing? He's like, you're not going to need this where you're going. Just tosses. Kind of- well, it, it is kind of surprising that despite them being a bunch of uh, demented wild boys who, you know, rape and murder, they are very concerned with literature. And I guess, again, it's a parallel to Clockwork Orange and his love of uh, uh, Beethoven. Oh, OK. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. So the boys are also, they find, uh, tied up to they're tied up to leashes, too. Like the, like the one boy was, but like ropes, they're like they're, yeah. they're kind of just tied to a bunch of ropes that are all uh, tied together in the middle of the rigging of the ship. Yeah. And the captain can actually <laughs> he can actually pull a lever. And the first time he does it, he literally says in English, the whole movie's in French, but he speaks English. Sometimes he says, jerk off, boys. Now, while you still can. Uh, it's it is jerk off, wild dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he 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 does not say wild boys. He says jerk off, wild dogs, while you, while still, you can. still can. In like the most baritone, intimidating sounding voice. Um, well, and it's just this great shot because like he is watching them all through this smoky porthole. Uh, in his little cabin while they're all like toiling uh, tied to all the ropes outside and you know he pulls this lever which we can see has a bunch of ropes tied to the end of it at the bottom of the lever and it's like he's just like literally pulling on like three boys ropes to choke them just for fun yeah yeah well, and, like, and he pulls it's one like of them up to the wall yeah, and, and it's like pulled back. It's just like his face huge on one side and the porthole uh, just smoky and him saying the all of these goofy lines of like jerk off wild, wild dogs and then like, you know, pull the lever. <laughs> yeah. One of the the dog did come on board, though, and one of the boys is actually having a 
tug of war with the dog, which is, oh, that's what triggers the captain to uh, tie, basically tie him up to the to the wall. Mm-hmm. So we, we got a scene of him and I guess it's Hubert. Uh, here's where he's, where it's like, where he's like, Captain, I gotta pee. It's like, well, we're in a boat in the ocean. Just I here like I'm doing. I believe it's actually Tangi. Oh, is it Tangi? In that moment, the the first okay. time we are introduced to uh, Dick, the Dick of the Captain. Yeah, this is the Dick. Yes, I believe it is Tangi who is with him in that sequence. Okay, yeah. So here we see uh, the Captain has. Among other things, a treasure map tattooed on his penis. And a a, poem. A poem, um, a bite mark from some lady from God knows where. He's a sea captain. He said some port of call specifically, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Because we're not going to find out about it. And he's like, yeah, here, I I saw you looking at my dick while I was peeing. Because like... uh, Tengi is peeing over the side and uh, the captain just sort of sidles up and starts peeing like, like touching close. Oh yeah. Uh, like, and, like right picking the next urinal close. Yeah. And, like, like, but like more so than that. Cause like well, literally yeah, closer than just that. like to the point that they're touching butts and like, you know, Tengi sort of looks over for a moment and like catches his eyes and like, I saw yeah, you looking, looking at, at my dick, dick and, I was like, uh, oh, no, I, I, uh, I was like, look, well, you, should. you better start looking at my dick. I'm going to show you some stuff about my dick right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me tell you the story of my dick. <laughs> and we and I got a feeling we don't get the whole story. No, of course not. We don't get a close look at it because it's like you can come to my uh, cabin at any time. And if you want to do some reading, got some. Oh, yeah. Because I got that poem on his dick. Well, yeah, he also showed the the boys his uh, arm tattoo when they were complaining about him throwing out the Shakespeare. Mm. It's like, if you got some re- if you want to do some reading, come here. So, uh, yeah, it's nighttime. Oh, no, oh, right, and the sail. Uh-huh. Uh, they raise the sail, and it's like, uh, you got a whole lot of hair really on that sail, like a lot. It's like, oh, yeah. That's just, uh, I keep it as souvenirs from all the other boys to remind you that you weren't the first and you won't be the last on this boat. Yeah, so, like, it's just tons of strands of, uh, it seems to be all blonde hair, but maybe that's because it's bleached by the sun. like, it kind of has the air that it looks like the sail was made out of scalps. Yeah, although you don't see anything stuck to it. Like, it is just, like, tufts of hair and nothing else. Yeah, but, like, so much of it. Well, he's been doing this for many years. That's why he's so wizened. Yeah, he's been doing... We don't really get an idea how long he's been doing this, but, yeah, probably a long, long time. Well, I imagine it's a position quite a bit like Santa Claus. uh, And uh, Oh! in in uh, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, wherein uh, if you are responsible for his death, uh, you must take on the mantle of uh, the oh, which is what queer conversion to... captain. Mm, mm. Right? We'll yeah, get yeah. to that. Post credit yeah, sequence. We'll talk about it. Now I understand. Because yeah. oh, I took that post credit sequence to mean something else altogether. But okay, okay, we'll 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 get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um... Yeah, so so we've got 
I wrote down that it's Mystique from X-Men. Well, very <laughs> similar. We've got, you a got... Color, we've got another color sequence here. Because it's also a dream sequence in a way, or it's a sequence where the magical uh, crosses over with the reality, even though the reality yeah. is already pretty bizarre and magical to begin pretty with. But this is sort of like dream passing into reality. So yeah, it's, it it's, is and isn't the dog. And it's it is the dog and with isn't the, the mask that looks like the captain, yeah. Um, who's, but it's blue. Like it, it is yeah. like... Uh, with uh, red eyes sort of like a like a hyper blue cobalt color that like yeah. using color filters and with glowing red eyes and it creeps along uh touching all the boys yeah yeah so uh, sleeping on the ship at night yeah yeah and, and the dog is the dog captain is creeping up on them and one boy is just like man fuck this and he dumps the dog overboard well he is dumped like he brawls with the dog and they are like he rolls with the dog overboard oh okay okay so he goes overboard uh the captain brings up the the boy and uh he just brings up the dog he he brings up up the rope it hauls it like he they they you know he pull he drops anchor uh, he he hauls in the rope and the dog is like tied to the end of the rope drowned Uh, and then the boy, dead. yeah, the the boy uh, swims around to the other side and gets up himself. Oh, okay, okay. And I think like uh, he he like calls out and the other boys help him up. Right, and the captain, I've written down that the captain is doing scary walk to mourn for dog. Um, everyone's like, like the captain is pissed. And they like one of them says it was the dog. It came to me in the night with your face. And I, uh, I, I freaked out and we, we rolled off of the, and we, we accidentally rolled off of the ship and it got tied up in the, the rigging and it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to kill it, but, uh, you know, it, it did end up dead. Sorry about that. Yeah. But then they're also talking about, well, we should summon Trevor and just kill this captain. Seriously. Uh, we we really got to get Trevor on this uh, captain detail. Uh, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, and he sucks even more because now the boys are stuck in the hold eating just the fruit. Yeah. Um, in the dark hold with him just walking around above them, uh, never interacting with them. Yeah, yeah. Here here's where he's. This is the scary walk where they're in the hold, and it's just they're like trapped, but the, at the same time they're probably thinking like, oh man. Please don't let him ever come down here. Well, and like Hubert is talking about how, like, I feel for him. And and he's like, shut up, Hubert. Screw you, you traitor. Yeah. So after being on the sea for an unknown amount of time, I'm guesstimating about a month, but who knows for sure. uh, They're basically just like, well, I guess Trevor is dead. And it's right when they say that that the captain cuts their ropes, and they uh, and they see the island. Yeah, he, they like break. He he finally opens up the hold and like glares down at them. And like, all right, boys, and he like reaches out and he cuts uh, through. He he like laboriously cuts through all of the ropes uh, personally. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, come up top, uh, and then Port-a-call. yeah. They, 
they yeah they they've sighted the island the uh pleasure island yeah pleasure island or as they describe it first as a black turd covered with moss because this island doesn't look pleasurable at first no and it does seem uh dangerous and the vegetation is strange (laughs) the vegetation appears to be trying to kill them well the very first thing we get introduced to is the groping grass so here's where the captain very pointedly is wearing pants. Yes. At first, I think you said in the chat that it was a formal occasion, but I think it's just because he doesn't want to get groped by the groping grass. Yeah, I mean, he knows he's going through the groping grass. That's the path he's taking specifically so it gropes the boys. Yeah. Uh, and they're always talking about how the island smells of oysters. Like, it rice. Right. Which is weird because, like, they describe the island's to make it sound so bad but it looks gorgeous it it does look like this uh rich verdant paradise and uh they they also describe it as they they describe it as like walking around on a giant dirty girl yes yes they do um oh yeah they blindfold the kids uh except for hubert who doesn't have to be blindfolded he come he uh brings up the rear he's the captain trusts him um, yeah, so there's also the weird cum fountain fruits that uh, grow off of the trees. I, I, so f- first the captain just kind of like l- pulls off the cap or whatever on one of them. And it just like spurts the, this white rich fluid at them. And they're like, whoa, oh Jesus, what the, and then like, finally one of, I, I think it is actually Tangi who goes up and like puts their mouth on it and, and, and he's like, like, wow, it's actually this divine. Really, this is incredible. Uh, and yeah. the, that really funny shot of like all five of them uh, sucking on dicks on the tree all at yeah, the same time. But with one of them, one of them kneeling is like down at, at, at yeah, kneeling is that, level. Is that a right low next level? Next to the other like, one. Yeah. I, and I thought it was like, was are you sucking on the tree or are you? Um, yeah, both it, maybe. It, it feels like something that would be an illustration in like a queer fantasy magazine in the forties, if such a thing existed. <laughs> and if we also learned this island is where the hairy ball sack fruit comes from. Of course. Uh, well, so he basically says, um, if you're hungry, eat the fruit. If you're thirsty, uh, drink the, he doesn't call them that, but drink the cum flower fruits. And uh, if you're tense, well, they they also mention uh, giant mushrooms that look like asses. Uh, oh and right, yeah. and and of course, yes, there are uh, the vagina flowers. Yeah, w- which uh, have leg legs. Vines. Well, sort of leg twigs, like they're branches yeah. that are all covered in moss, but they are legs that like wrap around you while you uh, have sex with the flower. It's while well, you have <laughs> sex with the flower. This is. We're not talking a metaphor. They're having sex with the flowers. One yes. guy like saunters up, like pulls off his jacket all manly, like, yeah, I'm going to go down on this flower. Drops them suspenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does like that exact walk. Uh, uh, yeah. And like the, the legs of the flower wrap around him, much like a Venus flytrap, but you know, a yeah. Venus flytrap, of oh. course, is the gag. Uh, and, uh, but like, you know, not a trap. It's just 
you know, uh, one of the amenities of this island. Yeah, Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, When they get to the island, the narration says, but the boys' ordeal was far from over. I don't know. The boys, like, they kind of are done suffering after this. Well, some of them go through sort different eras of. of suffering, but most of it is self-brought upon. Like they, uh, it, it's mostly in their wars with the captain that they uh, bring sorrow upon themselves. Yeah, and of course, Tangi, we we have seen the the ordeals that Tangi ultimately well, goes he, through. Well, he goes but again, through some shit. But again, uh, largely brought upon by himself because, you know, he is the one who hits his own head against the rock. It's not like yeah. the sailors did that to him. No, they didn't do that to him. They, Yeah. So um, the captain, uh, while he leaves the boys to their own devices, <laughs> devices, uh, goes to find his uh, friend, uh, Severine, who is the mad doctor who runs this show. She's I, I keep, like, I keep she's writing like her a, down as a mad doctor, but I don't know how mad she is or how doctorly she is. Again, I feel like she and the captain both are supernatural beings to some extent because they both Maybe. seem to be indestructible uh, and they both seem to be sort of immortal, quasi immortal. Maybe she more than him. Uh, and uh, she, but she's like a Dr. Moreau type like she that's, Yeah, that's what I was she, thinking, like. She she runs this island. She knows of its effects. She discovered it and she has sort of like enlisted the captain to use it as this place to uh, socialize wild boys. Yeah. So, yeah, they're talking. And then (laughs) what I have written down here is and I've got written in my notes and then she strangles the captain. Oh, it's foreplay. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it's foreplay. No, it's not. Oh, the gun goes off. They have kind of like... They have weird... Not sex, but... It's sort of a a weird mixture of both sex and violence, which is interesting because he is this sort of conflicted figure of sex and violence. Yeah, Uh, we we learn later that the captain's a virgin. And as well, his... um, uh, he, he is half he, he is partially uh, he, he he is uh partially female and partially male like we've seen yeah, he has the tattooed dick he has one breast uh, and it's like the source of his power it's like oh you're, if you want to defeat me you have to aim for my evil black heart he's got <laughs> his one evil black breast is it evil or is it i just, don't know it's I what powers him though or hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to say if anything here is actually evil, which is kind of weird. Well, yeah, and th- this isn't a movie about good and evil. It is no, a it movie about sexuality. And, uh, very, very much not about it. Uh, and yeah. that morality is kind of a whole uh, false narrative. But yeah, the, the idea is that because uh, spoilers much later on, it, it very much is the source of his powers because that is how they uh, kill him is by stabbing right. him in his breast altogether. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to we get soon. <laughs> and uh, Hubert has been watching them uh, do this whole thing. Uh, yeah, so the Hub- cap- Hubert kind of just like uh, lurks in the shadows for a while and he ends up becoming cocooned. He gets cocooned. Um, the, the, the captain and the doctor arguing, it's like, 
well, oh, oh, what are they arguing about? Something like, I need, I need more. Well, I need just... you to deal more of the substance. Uh, sales increase now. <laughs> increase sales. Increase sales. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of a similar thing, though. Like, it's, a, you know, a transformative uh, psychedelic fluid. It's just that this one is a much more sexual version and is about sexual characteristics. This might be the most sexual film we've covered. And we've covered actual films about sex cults. Yeah, I mean, like, this is way more sexual than Cinderella 2000, which is kind of hilariously <laughs> innocent for a sexploitation film. Cinderella 2000 is ridiculous it's so chaste but like yeah th this is from altered innocence this is the altered innocence disc that we're watching and uh th we we have covered a couple films from them we did lose way back and yeah. knife plus heart as well and this has uh not dissimilar flavor to the movie within the movie sequences of uh, -huh. Uh -huh. uh of knife plus heart but like a 20s version of those like yeah. you know if, if guy madden were the pornographer in <laughs> knife plus heart kind of more yeah. that that direction right so, so they, i i they're having their argument and i believe this is when they catch hubert and cocoon him up yes yeah, well. um, yeah we never see how the cocoon happens we just see various people wake up in a cocoon at different times Right. And like Hubert is the first one and it, he's like here because it's like the spot that he's watching them from and someone ends up next to him. I think it's Tangi. Um, I don't think so yet. I think it's just the doctor who's like, who's saying to him, like, do you have to pee? He's like, no. And she's like, don't lie. If you have to pee, say you have to pee. OK, I have to pee. The pizza pets. OK. This is a whole Dom situation. Yeah. So apparently pissing himself is an important part of the transformation process because everyone has to do it eventually. Um, the uh, the doctor says to Hubert something like at some point they're talking about the captain, like he's no more of a captain than I am a woman. Hold the phone. Right. Again. Uh, cool. Because like. She she is sort of his counterpart. She is more female presenting, but like neither of them are uh, one way or another. They are yeah. both kind of well, I do feel that they are both supernatural beings in that like they kind of fight each other while they have sex with each yeah. other. Like it, it is also it, like it is a, a, a violent act as well as uh, a sexual act. But like neither of them are like I, they're just sort of a yin and yang. Uh -huh. You know, they're, they're meant to rage against one another, but like yeah. in harmony in some sort of strange way. Uh, it's so weird. I love it. Um, so the captain is all like getting ready to leave the island in a huff and is like, because because <laughs> the doctor is all like, no, Hubert has to stay here. It's like, I like Hubert, though. No, Hubert has to be one of the casualties. <laughs> OK, so he's like, get all the fruit. We're leaving the island. And they're just like, uh well, what if we don't want to leave the island? What if we just want to stay here? Yeah, this what island's if we pretty rad. Forever. <laughs> this island's rad. There, there's all these sexy plants. Uh, we're we're having a pretty good time here. There, nothing could ever possibly go wrong. Nothing could ever go wrong. And and it's weird. It's sort of like a self-imposed version of Lord of the Flies at this point. Like they just kind decide, of. like let's become the Lord of the Flies. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Lord of the Sexy Flies. 
sexy Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Lord of the this ain't <laughs> this ain't Lord of the Flies triple X. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah, we get a cool line from the Doctor because uh, they're, they're talking because they've always been talking about how the island smells like oysters, and the Doctor's like, this whole island is a giant oyster, and I am its pearl. Mm-hmm. Which, so, like, this sort of speaks to my point that she is kind of created by the island as an agent to uh, bring boys to it to be transformed by it. And she has. Oh, kind gotten, of like the Pinocchio Island. Absolutely like the Pinocchio Island. And I think that is probably also another major source for this because, you know, it, the, the way they're transformed into donkeys, but this. Yeah, but the, <laughs> An alternative path. But, like. Else. Uh, and and she goes out and she has gotten this captain or the, this captain is developed from a much longer ago set of wild boys who were brought here uh, and has become her agent in bringing further wild boys to uh, there, which I, I feel like there's a, a bait person like that in Pinocchio as well. Uh, well, and, there's the fox, I think. Right. The fox brings the boys to the fairground where they turn into donkeys. Yeah, there's the fox and his partner. And his partner, I can't remember. They completely 100% get away with it, too, if I remember right. Nothing bad happens to those guys. Well, yeah. I mean, it was the 40s. (laughs) You're going to, like, tie every loose end? This movie's like – that movie's, like, 80 (laughs) minutes long. Uh, Pinocchio still rules. It's been a couple years since I last watched it, but that is a movie. Uh, I haven't that holds seen it in up. so long. Really? Okay. Oh, it's so good. Uh, very I didn't like delirious it as a kid. and weird. It's troubling. It's very disturbing. Oh, okay. um, That's kind of what I love about it. That it is kind of a very interesting and disturbing animated feature. You know, despite having more or less moral messages, is that like it's just filled with filled with uh, disturbing imagery and like well, absolutely yeah, the same things happening. Yeah, like the kids turning into a donkey. That that fucked me up. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty messed up. And like, I I think we are to understand that a bunch of them are just killed. <laughs> like the um, sounds butchered, like I believe. But yeah, uh, weird movie. <laughs> yeah. So the captain, um, in his haste to get off the island, doesn't tie the boys up. And one guy, uh, R- Romald, was it? Gurley. I believe it is Romald, the one who yeah. was Gurley. Uh, and who uh, keeps the suspenders. He keeps the suspenders, and he was the one who, like, sauntered up to the fuck plant. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's the boldest of the crew. The, but, like, yeah, he's the he, sort of become, he sort of becomes oppositional to all of the rest of the group except for one guy. The two of them become their splinter cell, and the two of them just yeah. kind of hang out on the beach getting dirty and wearing no shirts but with suspenders. But before that, there's this whole pesky captain uh, that they got to deal with in the middle of the storm with a boat. So the captain's given the orders, telling them how to not die in the big giant storm, and the kid's like, hey... You know how the captain likes to just stick his knife in the middle of wood and just anywhere? Here it so, is. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna kill the, I'm gonna kill the captain. Let's call upon Trevor. <laughs> yeah, he and he even says he's like, say I'm Trevor, say I'm Trevor. Yeah, so they they need to uh, 
kind of conclusively agree together uh, on the power of Trevor rather than yeah. Trevor necessarily being an external thing. Uh, yeah, Trevor, is, I don't believe, is external at all. No, he, he is their collective group energy uh, yeah. a, as like a mob of bad people. Yeah, so they uh, they basically stab him and they find his one boob and wrestle to him to the ground and stab him in the boob repeatedly until you have to stab they, him in the boob a lot and like yeah. everybody has to do it everyone has to do it except for hubert who's still on the island yeah um and yeah he go they toss him overboard and he dies and and they, there's that cool shot of him sort of floating down and you get him projected under the waves of the boat on yeah. top yeah yeah a lot oh, of cool man. use of sort of weird projection and composition of shots. Yeah. So they're trying to go back to the island, but uh, turns out the only one who knew how to drive the ship is uh, dead now. So that's going to be hard. Yeah, it's a big storm. A big storm. They're like by the time they finally get there, the ship is sideways, like end of the first Jaws movie sideways. Yeah, and so uh, the captain was wrong. He said it'll see uh, lots. It, it will see uh, many more wild boys uh, after you, and it's seen many before you. And like he was wrong. These were the wild boys who defeated him. Yep. So yeah, the boat. <laughs> oh right, what I wrote down here in the notes. Um, so the boat goes down, as in sink, not as in uh, well, you know. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, unless, but no, the Necessary. boat does actually just go down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're they all actually shipwrecked. So, again, it, it is make your own Lord of the Rings. They're like, okay, Lord of the Rings time. Yeah. Um, or not have... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Flies. Good God. <laughs> Lord of the... Lord of the Cock Rings. That was, that was the joke <laughs> on, uh, on uh, the MTV Awards with Jack Black. Remember that? No, but... Uh, no, it's you okay. can have my balls and my cock and my... Hits. like no for for real it, it was uh uh jack black with like uh the the one ring as a cock ring as like the oh, really? mtv awards joke i think it was for two oh, you no know it was what? for fellowship yeah for fellowship of course i do kind of remember that and it was like i don't remember if it was funny uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe in like 2001 whenever that was i think i found maybe. it funny then it was not as funny as their uh, reloaded one with uh, Sean William Scott and Justin <laughs> Timberlake in the movie. So, yeah, they do get back to the island and they share the most beautiful of hallucinations. They describe it twice as salty and sweet, hard and yielding. Mm -hmm. And then I've got written down in my notes here, time for orgy. Yeah, and it's it's weird because like the thing with uh, the the supernatural beings of the doctor and the captain, it is violent and sexual. Like it, it's mm -hmm. unclear at any time how much of it is fighting and how much of it is sex. But like they're all just sort of writhing around on the beach uh, in different states of clothing and undress. And some of it's kissing and some of it's biting and some of it's fighting. It's a whole weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole, whole... and. The sea foam starts rising, and there's just oh, like yeah. tons there's like and piles of sea foam. Flying and, 
like I, I believe it is the foam from the sea and like just building up and, and billowing through sense. the air and they're they're just kind building of covered up. in it. Uh <laughs> it's they're, yeah, they're completely covered. They in, are like, covered in it by the end. So yes, they're all. Like, I thought it, it looks like snow, but like kind of, I don't yeah. know what sea foam looks like. But yeah, they're they're all writhing around on the beach, covered in white sea foam, uh, notably. Yeah. Um, and, and that then, happens twice, by the way. There there are a couple scenes where that happens. Yeah, there, there's another the one later. Of it, but yeah. Yeah. So um, and then of course th- this hallucination is shot in. Well, bisexual color. Mm-hmm. Bisexual lighting. Yeah. When the orgy's over, it's time to look for Hubert. It's like, all right, we had an orgy. Let's look for our buddy. And but two they... of them don't want to. No. It's like, screw you guys. And that's Romald and uh, Romald's second in command. It's like, screw you guys. We're staying here on the beach and forming our own society. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's Taggy and one and then Romald and another one. Yeah. Uh courage on one side pleasure on the other is what they call it right and they find the captain's corpse propped up on some driftwood like like a scarecrow like a scarecrow yeah like uh the sea did he didn't wash up like that or did he or or did the island put him up like that or did the island put him there or did trevor put him there it it could have been trevor but i don't think it does seem to me that the island itself uh, has some level of autonomy. Oh, the island is way more powerful than their little Trevor. Right. Like, like Trevor I mean, is Trevor is a non like they they build up Trevor at the very beginning. Trevor is a non-entity compared to what these guys are facing. Right. Well, that, that's sort of how I describe Trevor as being like their personal boutique god, whereas yeah. like. Uh, the island is a Caribbean sex god that is an island. Yeah, yeah. So even if Trevor's real, it's it, it's <laughs> dwarfed by what they're what they're up against here. Yeah, he's a much lower level of power. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So the two two of the kids see that the cliff like we got the captain's face superimposed on the cliff, and then they're like. Hey, doesn't that cliff look an awful lot like the captain? And now and like I'm the just, face moves and it blinks. <laughs> yeah, it blinks. And now I'm just wondering, all those times when the captain's face was superimposed on stuff, was this observable reality? Yeah, I, I would say that anytime uh, you see one of like, those things, it's not supposed to be symbolic. It is literally supposed to be his face appearing and watching them like he's Santa Claus. Because yeah, again, like, he is shot where a form of a Santa the, Claus. Where he's under the boat. Oh yeah. That that huge, like his huge face under the boat, and it's like the the Evangelion shot, as, as if he were Poseidon himself. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. I I would say that in that case, he literally was there, or <laughs> and like if they were looking over the ship, that is what they were seeing is like his giant form holding the boat. Oh, does that mean that the minister at the court at the very beginning was actually getting bigger as he was decre- as he was decreeing their sentence? Probably. Cool. So one of the kids uh, notices he has boobs, and Tange is like, "Hey, let me touch your boobs." No. And I was like, "Hey, let me no, but." Check. Let me check that out. And it's like I've only got the one though. Like, leave me alone. This is it's yeah. weird. It's just one. Um, like, huh? Then, that's right. You've only got one. Yeah. And then the other group of kids, uh, 
one of them's just peeing into the water and his uh, dick and balls just falls right off into the ocean. Just Ooh, I I want to call out the the sound effects here because I I took a <laughs> clip of the sequence and posted in the group chat before you had watched it so I I watched it a few times because it's hilarious because uh, it, it's like slapstick but like before it pans down you have like this really goes oh yeah uh, of the sound of it and and that's a really common sound you hear in this movie they're very uh, squishy squishy sound effects yeah very um, very squishy effects noises uh and and i i just watched venom before we recorded and it <laughs> that movie has the exact same kind of incredibly squishy gross sound design oh, so really? i was thinking of it the whole time uh, but <laughs> just but anyway, yeah like venom's dick falls off like <laughs> you know i don't know how venom talks in that movie he talks like this. He sounds like he's a baby. <laughs> uh, but but like, off. oh my dick fell off, Eddie. Um, but like, it, it sort of would fit in that movie because one of the the themes of it is that because Venom is in Eddie Brock, his body is just being consumed by him, and he's getting incredibly sick from it. So yeah, the, his dick falling off is actually a conceivable thing happening in the movie. So it's like. It, it was fun to watch in contrast, but I, just the, the moment of him like looking down and like you just <laughs> pan down to see the dick just in time for it to just tumble off into the ocean <laughs> and then just get washed away by the waves. It's it's gone. He's yeah, like, not coming back. It hits the beach. The wave comes in like you see him scramble for it for a second. And it's just washed out to sea. And like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, hey, what happened to your dick? Nothing. Nothing happened to my dick. Everything's fine. Let me see. No. There's nothing to see. Yeah, so they they, the kid pulls off his pants and and then his own dick falls off. Mm -hmm. And he tries to just like stick it back on. Doesn't work, of course. Comedic moments. Very strange. But like and and from this point forward, the two of them just resolve to become dirty girls on the beach because like they they end up taking their shirts off and like they they grow breasts, they so they just have like the breasts and suspenders, and they just yep. get filthy rolling around in the dirt, starting fires and stuff on the beach. And one of them says, "A new perspective opens up to you." Mm-hmm. Um. So, so like he asks the other kid, um. The, the one who was able to save, I guess, his dick or her dick. It's, it's a little weird now. It's like, what are you going to do with your dick? Uh, I don't know. What should I do with it? Bury it uh, with dignity at the captain's feet? <laughs> Play taps. <laughs> so back to the doctor who has caught Tange and the other kid in, uh, in their cocoon. Right. We see Hubert is fully transformed now and is like flying over top of them and pees on them. And it like sizzles. It sizzles, yeah. The pee, Hubert's pee sizzled the first time too. When, mm-hmm. Well, when like it cocooned. sizzled and, and it, it, it like sort of, because uh, the, the pants were on, but it's like it, in his melted off through the pants. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is like it sounds like a really horrifying thing but it's not even really played as horror all that much it's just like wow it just melted off yes <laughs> i'll be damned yes, i don't have one of those anymore just, just like with uh the 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 other one standing like peeing into the waves and just like whoop oh whoop oh, oh, oh it's like you dropped your sandwich like oh damn i dropped my sandwich on the beach and it's gone <laughs> Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, just like that, like, oh. King Missile oh. song, Detachable Penis. <laughs> I was walking down St. Mark's towards 2nd Avenue. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we find out that the other that the other kid has also transformed, but Tangy still only has the one titty. Yeah. Um, and the doctor is watching and explains that Tangy's body is resisting the girlification. Mm-hmm. my word not hers just resisting i i believe yeah. is all she says um so here we get the doctor's backstory this place is called dress island because it has uh, well <laughs> all the plants she so she's like a hormonal researcher whatever researching mm-hmm. trying to find ways trying to research world peace basically um thinking that girlifying the world is the way to do it which maybe maybe feminization feminization that's what that's what it is yeah um and yeah this island has all these uh plants with like these hormonal properties and she's studying them to try to find ways to turn people into girls Right. And and this is sort of a social experiment of bringing wild, dangerous boys here. Yeah. To see if she can tame them, um, you know, to see if her her hypothesis first is going to work on the small scale before trying it out on world leaders. Right. Uh, And presumably is the next step. Yeah, although it's unclear how long this has been going on, because, of course, the captain uh, does seem to be this uh, ageless entity who's been doing this for an incredibly long period of time. Mm-hmm. And we so, don't get a backstory for how the two of them met or how that kind of came together exactly. We we sort of have some flashes of it in terms of like, yeah, just some meetings, flashes but, of them meeting at like a bar and yeah. uh, the doctor looking different. This is pre-transformation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the uh, the kids now, except for Tangy, are all ready to leave the island because they've done their transformation, and they're uh, you know they're putting up they're building a fire to try to attract a ship. But Tangy's like, hey, I'm not ready to go yet. Um, He's like, well, that's too bad. We're just gonna have to be left behind. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is what happens. Um, and we kind of catch up to where we were at the beginning with, uh, well, sailors show up, um, and the girls all seduce the sailors after the sailors do their thing with Tangy from the beginning. Yeah, and, and it is a, it's another uh, sea foam orgy sequence. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, like, again, is, is sort of a fight orgy. Like, it seems half a fight with the sailors and half sex, and then ultimately... Like the next morning, all the sailors seem to be dead or so fully satiated that they're completely unconscious when they're <laughs> uh, left to their devices and their boat is stolen. I love that fight orgy. Yeah, it, it's orgy. <laughs> it, it is like they're having these fight orgies both of these times. These uh, specifically yeah. well, neon sea foam fight orgies. Yeah, and also. Um... 
Well, also like her, the doctor and the captain at the beginning uh, was was a fight orgy too. Absolutely, uh, and you just get like that pump and synth wave score during it. It's, it's great. It's crazy. Um, and the doctor opens up her jacket to reveal that there's a hole in her stomach uh, where there's with a, a gun. gun in it. A gun yep. and a bunch of beads and jewels and stuff. Uh, it's very Videodrome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I guess... So, yeah, at the end of the orgy, we hear gunshots. So, I'm guessing the sailors got shot. Maybe. Maybe. Because uh, I, I think it is Ramald who takes the gun out of the belly. Like, it's offered yeah. to uh, take it and then use yeah. it. Um, and they're, you know, they're they're gonna ride yeah. the high seas as pirate wild girls to like spread the message. Like, yeah, that... they get onto this boat where the sailors came from, and none of the none of the other crew of the boat is like, hey, what happened to all the sailors who went over there? It's just like, hey, hot, hot girls, girls, okay, yeah. all right, hot girls and a scary doctor lady. Well, you know, you take the good with the bad. Sure. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's one of the things I love most about this movie is that there's this whole thread about like, yeah, no, they're going to change society and they're going to make them more peaceful. And at the end, they change from boys to girls, but they're not doing the exact same thing. Yeah, they're they're still wild. <laughs> the wild <laughs> thing is the part they changed. No, no. They, they, they could just summon Trevina. Yeah. And. It, it, over the end credits, the 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 song is "Wild Girls," uh, oh, and uh, the like. The lyrics are something like uh, "Always girls, always wild." And, and of course, the end credits has uh, just like this big Trevor skull, just glowing and glitter glowing falling, and the bisexual lighting machines, and then but there's a stinger. There's a stinger. Nick There's Fury stinger. shows up and he's like, Nick listen, like, Captain Tangy, I need you to join the Avengers. But I'm not a captain. <laughs> and the dog shows up is like, Gerardo. <laughs> and the dog has like Deadpool's voice. Yeah. No, but like, so yeah, no, actually it, it is Tangy who, uh, you know, has the one breast and the dog. Like the captain had. Yeah. Right. And, and the, the dog, the dog is reborn. Up. Yeah, so I thought that this meant that uh, that Tangi was in the afterlife and that he died on the island, and taking the doctor away from the island took away everything that makes it sustainable. Because like when he's walking through here, he's walking through like mud and shit. He's not walking through like the paradise that we've seen so far. And the dog, to me, confirmed that no, he's actually dead. But if he's being reborn as the captain. I feel that that's what's happening, and that's why he has the one breast, is that, like, they killed the captain, yeah. and now the captain, as this uh, supernatural entity, must be reborn. One of them must become the captain, as the ones who killed him. But it could go either way, because they won't tell us. Or right. I mean, kind of <laughs> like Jesus shows you the way to the highway, this does have a certain level yeah. of choose-your-own-reality to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's meant to be... Uh, uh, interpreted however you feel like interpreting it uh great movie took me like four hours to watch it because i kept having to stop 
it's so amazing. It's just such a, a crazy experience. Like this is uh, the second time I've watched it. I saw it a few years back. Uh, and I think I told you about it because I, I believe I watched it and then we went to see maybe Into the Spider-Verse or something at oh, uh, the Odeon. And we were like having pizza before the movie. And I, and I was like describing what happened. He's like, and you were stoned because like I'd driven to the movies and you're like, I'm too stoned to even listen to the, the story <laughs> of this movie right now. That I'm like, it kind right. of felt like that. That yeah. sounds right. Um, this is definitely a movie that I'd like to revisit while stoned. Uh, yeah, uh, like I, I uh, it's it's such a thing. Like it is very psychedelic and especially the the use of color, like the sudden oh, yeah. pops of color that they're they're infrequent, but they're always they're great. So, they're so infrequent that like it always is surprising when it happens. It's like, oh, yeah, that's part of this movie's bag of tricks. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, you can probably count on your fingers the number of minutes of color are in this movie. Oh, for sure. Like, mostly it's the Sifo-Morgi sequences, which are a bit extended. Uh, yeah. And and then, like, the others, it's just flashes, like, yeah. a few or, seconds or at a time. With, like, anything with Trevor. Right, which are usually just very short flashes until the end credits. Oh yeah, we didn't mention when they uh, when they first get to the island. There's all these like there's like this model ship there, and there's all these uh, glasses and bottles and stuff like a, like a pile of them. And there's a Trevor skull right, on the yeah. island, like a like physically there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Trevor actually is never summoned again after that very first thing. Right. And like, I sort of wonder if the, the island has claimed Trevor in some sense because they could not call I upon him when they were like they I feel like that's the case. Yeah, because like they, they were unable to call upon him. They were unable to awaken him. And then finally, like they gave up and said, like, OK, Trevor has uh, been, uh, you know, killed. But like Trevor was always their group energy. Yeah. So th- maybe there's a new Trevor in town. Maybe, maybe there is a Trevina. Maybe. Man, that but, movie was crazy. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a total trip. It's really great. Uh, very queer. <laughs> Super queer. Or, or like, uh, very gay, perhaps. Uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, just a, a weird ride. Um, a lot of fluids. Uh, as uh, it yeah. says, I, it really does deal in fluids. I, I think there's <laughs> a thing where they, like, they, they talk about them having dreams of shit, and we just, like, see this... Uh, river of shit flowing over the land. Oh yeah, moment. right. Very I forgot strange. about that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. kind of touch on all of them, and the the thing with the blood. There, there's a sequence where I I think it's when uh they're the the fight sex between uh the captain and the doctor that she like stabs him in the neck and there's like oh yeah right there blood. is there is blood there you're right yeah yeah um. And that doesn't kill him, but like obviously when they do stab him in his magical breast, it does. Maybe they needed Trevor's power to do it. Maybe, or you know, th- that's assuming that Trevor is actually called upon here because we don't have the flash of Trevor. Oh, actually, just yeah, we don't. He's they like, don't mention him when they're doing it. Oh no, they, no, they do. do. They, they do because he's do. like, "Tell I'm me, Trevor. I'm Trevor. Tell me, I'm Trevor," and they won't do. They they won't give him that. Right, so he is just uh, claiming the power of Trevor and claiming and the it's power like that's, of life and death. Yeah, I feel like this is a this wasn't a it wasn't a Trevor killing; it's a desperation killing, which is a different thing. 
Mm -hmm. And then all of them kind of joining together in it is, you know, what what uh, makes them able to do it. Again, like you've got to all stab him in <laughs> the the black breast. Mm -hmm. By your powers combined, I am Captain Trevor. Sure, you know, like uh, I am Captain uh, Pleasure Island. <laughs> oh, crazy movie! Crazy movie! Uh, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, Bertrand Bandico, uh, really interesting dude. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, fascinating movie. All as we, as you mentioned at the beginning, all every single uh, actor in this is every single character except for the captain is played by a female. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and just a, a, a totally unique uh, experience of a movie and a very, very highly recommended in that regard. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> uh, so any last thoughts before we close up for this week? As I said, we're just a short one this week and we will be back next week with our uh, two movies where we'll be covering uh, Female Prisoner Scorpion, Jailhouse 41 and Charles Bronson in The Stone Killer. Yeah, um, excited for those. Um, glad glad we were able to take a little detour and didn't have to just not do anything. Yeah, and and I'm glad that we were able to do something kind of directly pride oriented just here at the end of the month, real quick. Even though it's going to come out slightly after the end. Well, well, doesn't Pride in Can like here on the island start in July anyway? I don't it's, know. It's, it's weird it's, here. It is weird, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we're because the, the pride here, the pride parade here was last weekend. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. gosh, I have no idea. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, thanks, everyone, so much for listening. And uh, keep watching <laughs> the Trevor. Uh, I was going to say uh, thanks so much for listening and jerk off, wild dogs. <laughs>